the button. Julie, you've hit the button. Julie's yeah. hit her head on the desk. Look, it's not and funny. I'm concussed. <clears throat> Can we have an HIA? I'm going to have a look and check that I've not cut my hair. I have cut it. Look, can you just acknowledge that I've got a cut in my you head? You have got a little cut in your head, and Thank I do. You. I'm concerned for about you. And actually, what we need to do is put that in the accident book <laughs> that we have here at Good. I think the last entry was from Shut about up. 2011 when someone stubbed their toe. It does look sore. It is sore. I'm not sore. Look, I, it's I, I'm agreeing with you. Are you going to talk in that high voice or will... quiet? Chris okay, really is go. the. Chris really is the milk of human kindness. Isn't no, no, he? Oh, yeah, because if it was me, <laughs> there would be sympathy flowing, right? You were just, <laughs> you were just moaning oh, about having yeah. a sore neck after crawling about under the table. Yeah. yeah. See, see how what, see how you've made. Julie if I don't go under the desk and plug things in, it just doesn't happen. Oh. Put the office back together. Again. Oh, here we go. Desks, we chairs, lights. Yeah. Lights, camera, action. Play the music. Go. To the good roundup. Good is a brand consultancy in, U- in the UK. From time to time, we come together and we have a chat about brand and things that we see and things we look at. And I am joined as ever by Julie, who's no resort ahead. Yes, I do have a head. Hello. And Mr. Chris London. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. So, uh, so what are we talking about today? Well, I'll tell you. You've written a ranty piece. It's not ranty. It's not I think remotely it's very ranty. That's what I'm saying. It's really informative. <laughs> It's not remotely <laughs> ranty. A really interesting piece, actually. Thank I thought you. it was really good. Thank you very much. Ranty is not the domain I, well, sometimes live in. But So the background to this is Stuart watched, and, and spoiler alert, there's a lot of stuff about Apple in here, but sp- stick with it because it's good, even though it is Apple and, you know. Well, I think that was part of it. That's so, the point. Yeah, the I think that was the kind of thing is that, you know, we, I watched the Spring Forward event uh, from a couple of weeks ago, and you just can't help. For those that are, what are, what is the spring for? It's, it's just the video event where they launch new products that I then have to uh, order. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you were. Ra- you came back Stuart's raving about buying it. list for it's the coming period. And then, but, you, but you were raving about it. Right? Oh no, I was getting. I mean, it's a, just a really nice presentation. High production values, everything you expect about Apple, and you see it, and then you kind of go, clients must get really fed up when you actually then start talking about good examples in the thing yeah. and then you pull up Apple and it's well, almost a cliche. Well, we aspire to that. Because yeah. your piece is called Brand Lessons from Apple. Yeah, and I think, and, and the reason that Apple are cited a lot is because they do really good work. It's not, you know, and it is really good work. And after looking at the Spring Forward event and then just, and maybe looking at it again because I was kind of interested in it, you, there was a number of kind of things in there that you go, on one hand, it's, it's almost too easy to say Apple have got billions of dollars in the bank. So mm. that's what that's why it's what not makes about money, so though, is it? That's what I like about your the way you've framed this article, though, because we've been guilty of using Apple mm. a lot mm-hmm. in the past as a reference, and it is easy as a client, it's isn't lazy, it, to say, it? well, it's a little, it's it's lazy, maybe because it's obvious, because it's so obviously good. But then equally, it's easy for clients to then say, like, well, we don't, you know, we don't have the budgets of Apple. If we're we're not Apple, but the the principles that you've called out in your article aren't about. Like you say, it's not a, it's not about uh, the marketing monies. It's the this principles that they're the brand principles and yeah. philosophies that they're they're very good at following and sticking to, isn't yep. it? Uh, and over a period, a long period, of long time. period, indeed. And that's one of the key aspects of branding time. But there are three things you've called three, out. I three, called Stuart, them. Three. three. We're going to rule of three. And do you want to? What do you want to do? Do you want to talk through them, or yeah, do you want to pull uh, them out? Or yeah, we'll just start off. I mean, the first one 
when you're looking at the spring forward video uh, they're doing, they start, Tim comes on, right? Tim Cook. You've heard of Tim Cook, right? He's got the Tim keys Cook to the internet. He's got the he? keys to the internet and he, he, he inherited them. And he, and he comes on, right? So there's all the super duper drone work they do of Apple Park. And then Tim comes on saying hello. And the first thing he does is he doesn't talk about the products. He doesn't go into, we've got new stuff and it's going to be, oh, he's excited to be here and all that. He starts talking about the purpose of Apple. And for two minutes, all they talked about is the purpose of Apple. It's not quite two minutes, one fifty or something. But what is quite interesting is that they just kind of go into how they feel that Apple makes a difference in people's lives through products and our values. And you kind of sit so there that's, and go, that's quite, that's fundamental to what they do, the values, rather than just jumping in and going, okay, so we've that got six So that struck products. you, sorry to interrupt, that mm, struck no, you no. as interesting because... It it wasn't straight to product, which is why what we quite often see. Yeah, yeah, and I think also it does kind of people buy into a brand, and a brand is based on values, and that's you know they're they're putting their, their values front and center. They talk about Earth Day and they talk about all that kind of stuff, and and it's the sense of purpose that they kind of they talk about, and really then they set up the values, and Tim says. At Mr. Sorry, Mr. Cook says, uh, at Apple, our values and principles make us who we are. They drive us to create products, services that are better, easier, and more enjoyable. The next 50 minutes, 55 minutes of the presentation is basically proof points to back up that statement through mm. products. So why is that? I mean, just to play devil's advocate for a second, why is it important for brands to create these values and principles? Because there are, I, I was writing a piece yesterday, there are plenty of, billion dollar businesses or FTSE 100 businesses that have the generic values that live in the drawer of professionalism, integrity and respect or whatever it is. What, why innovation. is it important? Innovation. Yeah. We could probably do a podcast on the generic values, but why are, why is that important? Because I think it connects you to the brand. I think it kind of goes, well, I'm obviously wanting a product that's better, easier and and all that kind of stuff. And and Apple are saying that they're going to do it. Now what they've got to do is prove it. And that's what they do do. And I think that's the thing. I mean, I kind of mentioned in the piece, Spotify then do a bit of a press release around a new product they do. And it's pretty dry. It's it's fine. It doesn't really tie any emotional understanding backstory in from how the products are made and what drives to make these products and why are these products better. It's just kind of, we've made a thing because we think uh, you'll be excited about it. Mm. And it's like going... There was a lot of kind of coverage by those people that cover stuff about do Apple need to do these videos? Do they, should they not just put out a press release say new iMac, new iPad and uh, new AirTags? And you kind of go, I think mm. the brand is built around these moments, mm. the, the care and, and if they're making the care and attention and all that around a video, mm. just imagine what the products will be like. It's all brand building. Mm. I know I was thinking about this the other day as well when I was writing that piece then and it occurred to me that the you know I think that if, if a brand is willing to take the time and effort to to demonstrate that it's willing to make those kind of difficult choices and stand for something mm. then that's a positive thing because it, it means they're gonna they're also going to be in a position to choose what not to do as well as what to do and these are positive characteristics in people and in brands and companies aren't they people were drawn to people that are principled that way yeah 
yeah. I think we when we've talked about this before, haven't we? In terms of there's there's the role of a brand's values in terms of giving it meaning to consumers, but in terms of a tool to help guide and drive brand behaviours, that's something we've you know that they play a massive role there. And mm. I think you know your point about you know you've you've pulled out a couple of examples in your article, Stuart, about how they talk about sustainability and how the products are you know contributing to their goals there. And it, but everything that that if that purpose around making making a difference to people's lives. They also, I was just, I just went onto their homepage there when they're talking about accessibility oh. designed for everyone, built in features that work the way you do. You know, it's like, it's the, that same purpose is guiding everything. It's not just about the new my, iMac or just Absolutely. about the approach to products. And I think that's where they become mm-hmm. really useful and valuable to a business. Where they go as a brand isn't at the, isn't the next CMO's whim. It's deeply mm-hmm. embedded in them as a business and organization. Of the, the very essence of their strategy, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. yeah. It defines that for them. And, and that, like you say, what you don't do as mm-hmm. much as what you do mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. And that accessibility stuff, Julie, you mentioned and we were talking about it earlier on, Chris, it's nuts. If you actually see some of the videos, it's bonkers. And the care, and again, just goes back to the values about making mm. people's lives better. And that's the accessibility there. And it all ties back. That's what's amazing about Apple is that it's not a phrase that, as you said, Julie, the CMOs come up with and then it just gets put up on a wall. Yeah. It's lived. And their job, Apple's job, is why it's such a successful business is that you can see it manifest itself in every product and every piece of software and everything they do all ties back to the brand and that's why people want to buy it and that's why it's the most successful company in the world in the world so you like that you like the fact it just came out and the the simplicity of that just leading the whole thing yeah and i I mean it's hard i mean i think that's the challenge for organization is you know that's the big thing is what's your authentic purpose Mm -hmm. because i think that and i like that kind of phrase authentic purpose Mm -hmm. rather than kind of go well obviously we're here to make good products that sell but and that can it's not pur- really a purpose it's though, not it? and, and i think purpose is one of these strange things and so is mission and mm. it's uh, we're getting into mm. another, that's another podcast and i'm writing an article about that it's difficult because it seems highfalutin because you know nasa has missions they go to the moon mm. but i think everybody has, the mission can just be we're trying to make you know we're, we're trying to make the products as best as we can to make a difference in people's lives, that's a mission, you know, mm. and it doesn't need to be high So I, I just love the way that Apple start off, start it off, and then throughout the whole video, you can see it repeating and repeating and repeating that message in products all the time. I think mm. it's very impressive. Mm. Cool. It's like yeah. they've thought about it, isn't? It? Yeah, yeah. Which is the first. So that's the that. Which is the first point in your article that Apple mm. being led by purpose. Yes. What is the second thing that struck you? Well, I like this. Oh, thanks, Jules. In the article, I've kind of, I think I've stolen from David Ogilvy, the ad great, which is like an Apple absolutely embodying this, which is advertising is the business of words. Once you see the Spring Forward event and then you go to the website, the copy on that site is incredible. It's just the copy on it is just really good especially for a product company like apple which is they can ju- they could just start talking about the co- the product and see you know it's got this and they do a little bit of that they've got this new chip called the m1 which is kind of revolutionizing the way that your computers are powered and stuff and they've got a little bit of geekery around that 85 percent faster um you know mm. the, the cp they talk about cpu performance efficiency and security but then what they do is they then take that copy and then turn it into how it's actually meaningful, that mm. M1 chip is meaningful. This is, and you've 
put that slug of copy in your article and I think what it does so well and you just talked about it there you know 85 percent faster cpu performance i've got no i you know i'm not you know clearly not a tech geek and I, i've no idea what cpu performance is but i know what two times faster graphics performance <laughs> yeah. and then when you know it stay, stays cool and quiet even when you've got tackling these intensive workloads it's like you they've they've they're, they're talking about the tech in a in such a Relatable way. Relatable way. Mm. They're talking about the tech without talking, or they're talking about the benefits of the tech and how powerful it is without actually talking about the tech. And it's mm. that combination of, like you say, you, you know, they do the geek out. You can, do, you can geek out, I'm sure, elsewhere mm. on the site and read about all the detailed specs and comparisons, I'm sure. But, you know, for someone like me who's looking at going, well, I don't know what an M1 chip is, but you can, in three sentences, you can, you can get why it's good. You yeah. know, and, and, it's and, and again, so this is why we clever. refer to it a lot, isn't it? Because our, a lot of our clients end up talking about products, but it's about trying to tease out the benefits of that. Yeah, yeah it reads like way. a data sheet mm-hmm. as opposed yeah. to, you know, that's what that's, yeah. and that's, you know, particularly tech and particularly tech companies, isn't it? Where, you know, or engineering companies where it's very um, product product focused. And yeah, it is essentially like a, a data sheet versus what the benefit. I think that for me, the the stuff with Apple and the copy is, as Stuart says, and you both said, is great. I think when you combine it with their ability to, we talk about headlines and hierarchies a lot here as well, don't we? About creating capsules of information that that are easy to consume and a, and a kind of joy to read. I think that again, there's no one better on the planet than parsing up that stuff and 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 making these sort of there's a subtlety and nuance in their headlines. There's always a kind of second meaning and they're beautifully crafted. When you add that to the way they write as well, it's just that mm. it becomes really enjoyable to read and you yeah. find yourself reading it deeper and longer than you would with anything else. I find it when their emails come in, I pretty much read them to the bottom because they're so easy to read, Yeah, you know? And that's, a, that's I think that's a really underappreciated aspect in modern branding. I think that the language aspect and the writing aspect is so so important and it's so hard to do well yep and I, you know as i say in the article it's lovely copy and it seems effortless but it's so hard working rather than apple a product company boasting about how clever they are they put yeah. the customer at the heart of the story yeah and mm. that takes that takes again mm. a discipline you know that suddenly we've been talking about a lot as well the discipline to do that to kind of go no don't because it's it is especially the m1 chip is a quantum leap Mm-hmm. And technology, and they could just be very mm. proud of how clever they are in creating it, but they all times pulling it right back to what is the customer benefit mm. of this, as opposed to aren't we clever? And that's the th- we've. I mean, I think we've touched on this before as well about the some of the nervousness we see from clients in that kind of technology engineering kind of focused businesses, where it's almost like the the simplification of some of that tech speak is, is seen as a dumbing down of the technology mm-hmm. as opposed to, like you say, it's being able to take something massively clever and complicated and complex and present it in a way, articulate it, articulate it in a way that is really easy to, to, like you say, really relatable and really easy to digest is, is really difficult to do. But it's not, it's not about dumbing down. It's about making it, I guess, a bit more, what's the word, more palatable, approachable, yeah. whatever the mm-hmm. word is. Yeah. It takes a huge amount of confidence, doesn't it, in yeah. yourself? Mm-hmm. Mm. Be able to do that. Yeah, we were talking. We were working complete a little bit of a tangent, but we were working with our research firm at the moment on a bit of brand work, and they're putting together. A, we're currently working on one of the biggest surveys on a new piece of research, and it's similar. It was interesting. We were talking about Apple actually in the context of that because same principles apply. They take massively complex studies or conduct massively complex studies and fields of data, and 
you know, one of their one of their values is intelligent simplicity because it's taking all of that intelligence, taking all of that data, but present then the presentation of that as Apple have done here, it's about being able to not do what lots of other researchers and research firms do, which is take it and simplify it so it doesn't so it's not it doesn't sound like rocket science. Mm. And I think so it's interesting. It's just like you say, the power of the power of simple language is yeah. very underrated. Yep. The way stuff's presented, yeah. It's that whole thing reminds me of that famous kind of aphorism about, you know, if I had more time I would have written you a shorter letter. Yeah. 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 You know, because it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. But they do it beautifully. And the last thing, there's almost two points to the last point, but it's about distinctive assets. Which wow. is, uh, yeah, we, we love, love talking yeah. about distinctive, distinctive assets. assets. Uh, yeah, we do. What's a distinctive asset? Just for... I suppose in the context of Apple, a distinctive asset that you'll have seen is the, the Apple logo. And I've never seen it. Well, don't think <laughs> right, what, that, um, that's cut. So I'm cutting that because otherwise the whole thing's going to get a fucking mess. But the thing is, but the thing is, even by me saying Apple logo, it pops in your head. Yeah. You know what it is, and it's interesting that the, the Apple logo is at the end of every ad that they do, everything that they do. It's there, and sometimes it's just the the white on black. Sometimes mm. they play about with it, and it's there, but it's there all the time. And I was reading a thing, which of course I have no, I, I can't remember where I read it because I read a lot of things that a lot of ads especially online and digital because of performance marketing, they're always hitting you with the message but never putting the logo in. Mm. And mm. it's interesting that as a distinctive asset, the probably the one th- asset that you should always have, which is your logo, is kind of always there because it's all buy now, 25% off, or you need this. And yeah, yeah, the logo, the thing that will be distinctive is there. And Apple use their logo everywhere because it's one of the distinctive assets. And then moving that into a product launch for the new iMac, they've got an absolutely beautiful simple picture of the new iMac in profile which says a lot in itself just yeah. of what it is and that image has been repeated everywhere and I think that's the interesting thing because when you look at that image and if you take a distinctive asset as something that people associate with your brand and then a particular you know it's ideally something that people only associate with your brand then you know your logo is your kind of obvious go-to isn't it as your as your mark but then it's the it's all the other stuff that I think Apple do beautifully as well that surrounds that from the typography the style of the typography to like you say that image styling of that imagery you know it's Apple without with you take the logo logo away from it and straight away you know it's an it's an it's an Apple image and because like you say the power of one creating those assets and then making them distinctive by repeating them consistently or applying them consistently over over a sustained period of time. It's something they do and have historically done really, really well. And again, the discipline in that is quite incredible because on the homepage of, uh, after the launch, the homepage of the apple.com site was that distinctive asset. And then on the product page, it was the same asset. You could hear in another company, somebody worrying, saying we've repeated that picture. Yeah. As actually as a negative, that's the same picture that's on the homepage. And, you know, but the point of that is that once you see it, you see it and you see it everywhere. You see it. Mm. The one thing I never, didn't mention in the article, which Apple have done, is that for the press, there was a slightly different asset that they gave the press. And it was the same kind of structure. It was just the, the computers a little bit more fanned out, but it was still felt within the same family. And Apple can do that because they know that a product launch is going to be big news in every publication across the world so they can afford to kind of flex but it was only one other image they used they didn't use lots mm. of other images it was one other thing just to give it a bit of variance and Apple are probably one of the few companies in the world that can get away with that 
but it's just incredible. But I think, and you touch on it in your article about that. I think again, you know, it's it's an important point we make to our clients around the kind of consistent application of the assets that you have in your toolkit, essentially. And what we have we've talked before again about the you know change for change's sake and being really careful about what you understanding where the value is in those assets that you use a brand because you know how many times have we come across a, a board brand manager or even worse a board agency who wants to change something because they're sick of looking at it whereas from a consumer point of view the fact that you've seen it a hundred times before is is a, is a benefit more yeah, than yeah that's uh, the power yeah well, and, and you know, without going into all the theory around it, because it's all this, the Earnhardt Bass Institute have done this, all of this stuff around, got this distinctive asset matrix where they plot stuff from fame, fame and uniqueness. Yeah. And, and, and what's interesting when you open that all up and you read about it, you realize that actually there are very, there are very few assets that tick the boxes. And mm. you know, even with Apple, you're looking at beyond the mark and maybe some distinctive kind of iconic imagery around the shapes of some of their products, perhaps. There's probably not an awful lot more than that. It's like I think people get mixed up about what what actually breaks through and becomes the distinctive brand. And you know, mm. think about brands like Coca-Cola, is they, you know, they've they've kept the same mark. Bottle. Yeah, the bottle, the mark, and maybe the red. Mm. It's probably about it. But you know, it's that consistent application over hundreds of decades, you mm. know, and in Coke's case, hundreds of years. And that's how you arrive at it. So, you know, when with when brands are creating new brands and we're we're working on much shorter timescales, it's about I guess it's about that discipline. There's that word again about choosing, you know, correctly the few assets that you're going to concentrate on and then just, you know, leveraging them mm. at every opportunity. So your point is it's on every ad. And yeah. you know when the client says make the logo bigger? They're probably right. Yeah, you know, yeah, make the logo means, bigger. Yeah. It yeah. is that simple. Yeah. It is that simple. But, it's but dis- think- it is discipline that's needed to stick with it because your point about the, you know, we're addicted to change. We want to change things, you know. But the flip side to that, I suppose, is that it's not that nothing can ever change, you mm. know, because I, but I think it's, that's where the, the whole theory around the thinking around distinctive asset becomes particular is useful because if you understand where the value lies, understand what counts as class, what's a distinctive asset from a cons- consumer point of view then that's the shit you don't mess with you know if it's mm. the shape of your bottle or it's your mm. mark or it's a color or it's you know and a- apple had it with the god the, f- the first ipod campaign didn't they those mm-hmm. silhouettes yeah. you know that was a that was arguably that was probably is it was that a brave thing to move away from because it was such a it was such a distinctive asset that was yep. but anyway that's a kind of side point but yeah understanding where the value lies and then mm. investing in there and that and those things consistently and applying them and not only that but that in the video, they've got a little thing at the beginning where they've got a bit of animation with all the computers coming on and spinning around, and that's actually echoes the original launch of the the Bondi Blue Mac from mm. twenty years ago. It was oh, the, really? yeah, it was the same kind of thing as they did introduce it. So, I mean, obviously, that's maybe taking it to an extreme, and it might, it might be going into fan boys nostalgia. Yeah, it's a wee bit nostalgic, and it's a little bit more fanboys. But what it does do is say, look, we're, there's a thread there, mm. and I think again from a customer, there was you know there were certain channels pulling out that original video to the new video and going, but look, and I think there's a reassurance in that because that's a classic product that put Apple back on the map, and now this is another one. Say, look, th- this is the same company doing the same thing with the same values mm. over a number of years. It reiterates, it doesn't yeah, it? Bangs just the message from there. there. Very, very powerful. Yeah. So that was what, and at the end of it, I just kept shouting how much and when because you know i, want, I wanted it and, <laughs> and I wanted then you went and ordered one I, I might have ordered but don't tell this is this is a big test for me actually because my partner sam who says she listens to everything <laughs> does she, she not she, know she, that you've ordered she one? wants new windows fuck that <laughs> <laughs> she can fuck all new windows you can 
needs a new iMac. <laughs> you can put the iMac up in front of the windows or something. Well, it's just when the box arrives and I say, yeah, yeah, we're just getting new computers. I wonder if it's, uh, I wonder if it's going to make Sam make a difference in Sam's life, that new Mac. <laughs> in in, in some ways. <laughs> Of course, of course it just is. Just hold it up to that window. If, it, it, I, I, I'm just waiting to hear a noise of a glass being dropped in the kitchen and then I'll know <laughs> that she's actually listening to the podcast. She <laughs> says she listens to it, but she doesn't know I'm getting a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful 24-inch iMac. What colour did you get? I got you? a blue one. Oh, that's nice. I got nice. a blue one, it's 16 gigram. So it's not that, that's not the step. So no, but it, it just... So Tim Cook saw you coming really, Tim you? Cook, every Apple keynote is a personal message to me. <laughs> Going, hi Stuart. That's the only thing he's not doing. Hey, How you Stuart. doing? Hey Stuart. We've done a wee video for Got you. Got a blue one like just it. for you. Yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure it won't be long before that actually happens. I know. Dear Mr. Steele. Just to kind of recap, it's not that they are the most valuable business in the world. Everything that we've just highlighted there from the, the kind of purpose and definition of that, distinctive assets, good language. You, you obviously need people to craft it, but it's something that's achievable. Mm. Just because Apple are doing it, it's not that they've... I mean, don't get me wrong, the renders and all that video probably cost more than our yeah, business. Yeah, but they don't but, have to. But they don't have to. It's more about how they use it rather than how they made it. Yeah. And it's it's just And I think striking. it's the word we've already used. It's, it's about the discipline yeah. around it, isn't yeah. it? The corporate discipline. And that's difficult. We've seen that with big companies. It's difficult because there are so many competing interests. Yeah. But they are focused... As you said, very, very much focused on the end user, the customer. Yeah. Mm. And if you if you keep your focus there, then you can't really go wrong. Yeah, yeah. So that's that. That was good. fun. That Thanks. was a good. Yeah, it was a while. So we in and out. You know what I mean? It's in just a wee in and out. We're not you were mucking so, about. You were so engaged with it. We had to do it. Well, it only only took me three weeks. I said I'll get this done in two days, but then I had my doots, but then it was good. But it's a it's a they're just I I like them and it made, well it, what was good about it it made me more comfortable talking about it again if we have to in front of clients mm. to that point you yeah. made earlier it it can feel lazy so it was good just to dive in a little bit and go no actually it's not about yeah it's not it's about unpacking. having yeah. the budgets to support yeah. Apple production values yeah. it's about taking the same principles yeah. and applying them away that applying them in all, a way that's right. we can all do it well, right right, right. Well, and we're goodbye. Done.